When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Tuesday, September 7th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill. He's always looking at teeth. He's always fixing teeth. He always does it at the highest level of medical science and dental science. All you have to do to become a patient at Dr. Mike O'Neill's place, Today's Dentistry, is give him a call, 317-849-2933. If you like the video... Hit like. Let's talk about sports, shall we? Mm-hmm. The Colts. Great news out of the Colts yesterday. They're getting healthier. Eric Fisher off the COVID list, which means he's eligible to play football this Sunday. That would be outstanding. Doesn't mean he's going to play, but it means he could. It means the Colts believe that at some point in the next three weeks he's going to be able to play, or they would have put him on IR. And you can activate a guy at the beginning of the season after the first three weeks. As long as he wasn't on the pup list, it gets complicated. Forget it. Not even going to try to explain it. But Eric Fisher could play this weekend and will likely play before the end of week three. That's really good. Julian Davenport is kind of ramping up. He's trying to become a left tackle who's going to be able to protect Carson Wentz. But do we think he's going to be able to? Not at the level we think that Eric Fisher is going to be able to. So good that Eric Fisher is going to be able to play sooner rather than later for the Colts. The Colts, ESPN simulated the season. The Colts finished tied for the best record in the NFL at 13-4 in this simulation. Lost in the first round of the playoffs to the Jacksonville Jaguars. How about that? Jaguars, they've got making the playoffs. What is going on? with ESPN. I don't know if the Colts are going to make the playoffs, but in this simulation, the Colts had the best defense in the NFL. DeForest Buckner was awesome in that season. Julian Blackman, Darius Campbell, Quiddy Pay, all awesome, holding their opponents to an average of less than 18 points per game, which was number one in the NFL in that simulation. Now it's a hell of a long way from simulation to real-life performance. But you know what? If it gives you a little bit of a bounce in your step this morning as we head into week one, why not? Uh, the Seahawks. We know what the Seahawks are. Russell Wilson, the one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the NFL and the most durable quarterback in the NFL. He has never missed a game. Not once. Last year, arguably his most productive season, but also... He, he did some negative things, too. Last year, he completed 68.8% of his uh, passes, which was his top 
percentage ever in his career? And did you know, like he came into the league in 2012. So this is season uh, number 10 for Russell Wilson. Can you believe that? Can you believe he's in his 30s? Seems He doesn't play like he's in his 30s, does he? Seems like a young guy. I would guess just looking at him and knowing what you know, he's about 27. But no, that would have meant that he came into the league in, uh, <clears throat> let's see, when he was 16, 17, something like that. So, uh, but 68.8% uh, completion rate last year, 4,212 yards, only seven off his all-time career high, 40 touchdowns, which was his career high, but then also 13 interceptions, which was a career high as well. He was sacked 47 times. So, we tend to look at Carson Wentz and say, man, what a terrible year he had last year, and he did. But he led the NFL with 60 or 50 sacks against and 15 interceptions. Wilson just a skosh behind at 47 sacks and 13 interceptions. There you go. Let's hope that Carson Wentz is a little bit more like the Carson Wentz from 2017 and that Russell Wilson is also a lot like the Russell Wilson was in 2017 this coming Sunday. DK Metcalf, obviously the, the, the weapon that Russell Wilson enjoys using most often. Uh, he caught 83 balls last year for uh, um, 1,303 yards, 10 touchdowns. That's a guy you got to account for. He's the ambient guy on that defense. Also, Russell Wilson, 83 rushes last year, 513 yards. So the Colts had their work cut out, not just in week one. Week two against the Rams is going to be tough. Week three against the Titans at Tennessee. Week four at Miami. Week five at Baltimore. This is going to be a five-game stretch where we learn a lot. This is an interesting shakedown cruise for this roster and this coaching staff. If they're going to be something this year, they're going to be something in this first five games. Two and three, that's going to be a tough, a tough hole to dig out of. But looking at the schedule and looking at the roster, you know what? Two and three... Okay, you kind of take two and three, and uh, I'm not sure you'd smile into week six, but you know what? Two and three is better than one and four, and it's way better than 0 and five. So right now, they could be anything. In that ESPN simulation, they start out the season five and 0. We'll see. Maybe they can get this thing going. They have not won a season opener since 2013. And since they did win the opener in 2009, Following that, they've won one opener. So they are, what is that, 1-10 in 10 in the last 11 openers. That ain't good. Uh, let's talk about Indiana football. Indiana football Saturday was god-awful. They were just terrible. They got beat 34-6. to And one of their players, Indiana, on the jersey, misspelled. I-N-D-I-N-I-A. That is not how you spell Indiana, Adidas. You're either about the details or you're not about the details. And if you're not about the details in college football in the Big Ten, you're going to get your ass trucked. And that's what happened to Indiana on Saturday at Iowa. I know it's a road game. You're playing a ranked opponent. You know what? But you didn't show up. And, and you played in a way that spoke to a lack of organization within the program that really, really bothered me. I think that they miss Kane Womack a lot.
Kane Womack came to Indiana a couple years ago as a defensive coordinator and did a great job. South Alabama hired him as their head coach. Uh, it, kind of during that bowl period, Kane stayed with Indiana through the bowl, which was a lost Ole Miss, and and then reported for duty down there. I think Indiana, they miss him a lot, and I really think they also miss Kevin Wilson and, and Kevin Wilson's offensive lineman, maybe most importantly. Kevin Wilson understood you needed to build an offensive line that was going to be stout. And Indiana's offensive line right now is a sieve, disorganized sieve. Guys missing assignments, guys jumping uh, into the neutral zone. You can't have that. You can't give away five yards uh, prior to the snap. You just can't. Uh, Seven penalties, 67 yards against Iowa. Maybe let's hope they get back on track this weekend against Idaho. And that puts them into uh, kind of a mindset where they can compete against Cincinnati coming up in uh, about a week and a half, or that's going to be ugly because Cincinnati's for real. They are really good. Indiana on Saturday was not. One game does not make a season, so we're not going to overreact. But, man, did they look like the Indiana that I was afraid Indiana was going to look like. They did. Uh, Stephen Carr, 19 rushes, 57 yards. Did that guy look anything like a five-star recruit? I know they got him as a grad-eligible transfer, not that that even matters anymore out of USC, but a lack of speed is going to kill you as a running back, and he didn't look like he had any speed. Um, and, and it appears that Tom Allen, from a recruiting perspective, he's doing a good job recruiting from the outside in, but you got to get the inside out going too or you got problems. You can't just recruit corners and wide receivers and safeties. By the way, speaking of safeties, um, Devon Matthews, starting safety for a long time in Bloomington, had an upper body injury in Iowa, had to stay in the hospital for uh, the weekend, back in Bloomington now, which is a really good thing. Tom Allen didn't want to speculate uh, about the uh, return date for Matthews, but we'll see if he plays a little this weekend, or maybe they just get him ready for Cincinnati. But Tom Allen's report yesterday was really positive in terms of Matthews' overall health. Uh, Purdue, they won on Saturday night, 30-21 to against Oregon State, and that is wonderful, wasn't it, up at Ross-Aden Stadium? Good for, uh, for Purdue. They looked very good. Uh, offensively, they looked terrific. Uh, Notre Dame winners in overtime at Florida State on Sunday. Uh, they won 41-38 after leading 38-20 in the fourth quarter. Florida State came roaring back. Notre Dame couldn't put it away. And all of a sudden, you got to rely on an overtime field goal to get uh, the matter settled, which Brian Kelly's Fighting Irish did. Uh, Cathedral beat Penn on Friday night, 37 nothing. Uh, they've got Chittard Friday night. I went to this game. It was at Arlington High School. And Penn, you think, you know, they're like that northern region powerhouse. Well, they weren't on, uh, on Friday night. Uh, Danny O'Neill, the sophomore quarterback at Cathedral, absolutely riddled them. Stood back in the pocket. Picked them apart. Surgically picked them apart. 20 of 22. For 236 yards and a touchdown, only played the first half. 
that projects to 40 of 42 and uh, 472 yards, a couple of touchdowns. He also had a rushing touchdown. So a big night for Danny O'Neill, one of the best sophomores in the state of Indiana, if not the best in the state of Indiana. Um, the Cubs, they won their seventh straight last night, 4-3 to three, or yesterday over the Reds. And uh, that dims the Reds' hopes of a wild card, which is kind of nice. Cubs enjoy that. Ian Happ, another home run, is 19th, hit a three-run bomb in the first. What is this guy doing? What, as soon as you fall out of contention for the playoffs, this guy just starts raking, right? Um, anyway, hit his 19th. The Cubs now 64-75. and 75. We thought they were going to lose 100. Now they're 10 back in the wild card. They're out of it. They're, they've got no chance. But still fun, and if they can win a few more games, if they can go run off another seven-game winning streak, they can get to maybe five games out of the uh, wild card, and that would be pretty cool. That would be all right. The Bulls, they signed Elise Johnson, uh, Elise Johnson. I, I never got it right, so I never will get it right. Uh, he's a former Pacer to a two-year, $3.6 million deal, and as you look at the NBA, you know, I – some guys are making like $40 million a year, and it makes no sense to me whatsoever. That is so much money just to play a kid's game, right? I know they're generating a lot of value, and and they deserve money, but Elise Johnson or Alize Johnson, I'm still not going to get it right, making $1.8 million a year for the next two years to do what he does on a basketball court is just preposterous to me. Like, it makes no sense whatsoever. Let's celebrate some birthdays. And instead of crapping on uh, Alizé Johnson, let's embrace him and say, good on you, baby. You know what? 3.6 mil to the good. That's a fantastic return on your talent. Um, Tim Rauschenbach, happy birthday. Todd Cook, happy birthday. Bill Cochran, happy birthday. Lisa Osborne, uh, the great Jonathan Hood celebrating a birthday. Uh, Mark Eicholtz, happy birthday. Susan Middleton, Richard Jordan, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That is uh, best, uh, best executed with an honest and specific compliment. We will talk to you a little bit later today, about five this afternoon. We will talk about, uh, about sports. We'll start our deep dig into this Colts-Seahawks game and see what you think. And you'll see what I think about the Colts' chances this Sunday. That, uh, about 4.35 o'clock this afternoon. Cannot wait to talk to you then.